This is your station, your music, the world famous. WXIN. Providence, Rhode Island, USA. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with the host, Jake Helms. The show we talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. I have Jordan Moment with me here today, and we have a lot to talk about. The Red Sox making some uh, suspect-type roster moves. NBA playoffs going on. NHL playoffs going on. The Tampa Bay Lightning out. How is that going to affect the Bruins' road to the playoffs? Do the Bruins even have a road to the playoffs right now? Down 2-1 against the Maple Leafs. Also, the Patriots made a semi-interesting move. Draft is in less than two weeks. Less than two weeks until the draft. Well, my favorite is you. We want to touch upon that. And if you want to weigh in on any of these topics, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-8787. Once again, the number is 401-456-8787. Or go to Facebook. Go to the Official Stadium Experience Facebook page and check out the Mike Kane Memorial live stream. Drop me a comment there. Let me know what you're thinking. And maybe I'll consider it. So anyway, though, with all that out of the way, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN, and we are going to dive right in here, and hello, Jordan. Hello. How are things? Uh, no one's ever really gone. No one's ever really gone. Also, we have Slade Alves in here, host of a Vibe. Do you have something to say, Slade? Oh, I just wanted to drop in, uh, see how things were going here. My name is pronounced Alves, by the way. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> I apologize. You, you didn't know that? Jordan, how's my enunciation usually when I read names? Horrendous. Yeah, horrendous. No, it's some, <laughs> like Jordan, who has sat by me by many basketball games, where I've had to announce names off the cuff. Yeah, it's not good. My enunciation ain't great. Fair like, enough. That is that is that is my that may be my biggest weakness as a broadcaster, actually. But anyway, you, you can work on it. it I, I'll get there. But anywho, we, all this got to put enunciation guides on programs. Anyway, we are feeling drained here right now, Jordan. At least you and I. I don't know about you, Slade. I'm we just had, pretty good. We just had our elections for the radio station for WXIN here today for our eboards for next year and. God, if that is not the most emotionally draining day of the year for me. We had to sit there. We were there for an hour and a half, which thing's still a lot tighter than last year. Yeah. That thing last year went for like two half hours. You know what the, you know what the worst thing was, though, Jordan? Last night I had a dream where we went, th- where, literally a dream of this whole day. Mm-hmm. Like a very like accurate like replication of what was going to happen today. And it was very tiring and it was very exhausting. And I was pissed when I woke up. <laughs> When I woke up this morning at like 5 a.m., I'm like, I got to do it again. It wasn't even really happened. So anyway, though, no, we're going to move off that. And what I want to open with here today, mm-hmm. Jordan, mm-hmm. is and Slate, <laughs> is the Red Sox today made the move of they have DFA'd Blake Swihart. All right. And he will almost definitely get picked up for free. Former, former top prospect of the organization, yada, 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 yada. Like Blake, Blake Swihart's gone effectively. So they can bring up Sandy Leone. Well, they have brought up Sandy Leone. Sandy Leone played in the 8 nothing loss against the Yankees from, I believe, yesterday. So that's exciting. But yeah, so Blake Swihart is gone. And Jordan, this move has got me a little irate. And not, not even because I am, you know, a massive Blake Swihart guy. I am happy that Blake Swihart made the roster over Sandy Leone. I am glad that they've been giving Blake Swihart opportunities at catcher. But, because it's a catcher. But this move has me upset because the Red Sox, A, they've jerked around this guy the entire time he's been here. Maybe part of it's been his fault. You know, he got hurt. He maybe didn't put in all the work possible that he could have. I mean, you know, Blake Swihart, so it's not entirely the Red Sox's fault that Blake Swihart has not panned out into the type of player that maybe a lot of people hoped he would. But it feels like the Red Sox are panicking with this move. Because yesterday, Jordan, you and I, we sat here and we talked about how you should be criticizing this team. Not necessarily, don't necessarily panic, but 
It's okay to criticize a baseball team in April when they look atrocious. When they're 6-12, and 12, coming off a World Series, when not a single starter has seemingly done anything of value throughout the whole year. It's okay to criticize. Not to panic, but it is okay to find that happy medium and criticize. It feels to me right here like the Red Sox are panicking. Mm-hmm. By getting rid of Blake Swihart, and even not even to get into like the roster construction, like how why it's a stupid move just from that perspective, just get into their mindset to begin with. Once again, mm-hmm. Blake Swihart, Sandy Leone, and Christian Vasquez were competing for two spots on the roster in spring training. The Red Sox are very forward about that. That was the idea. They did not want to carry three catchers. They wanted to have two, and they made the decision to go with Blake Swihart. Blake Swihart has not <laughs> been phenomenal up to this point. He's been batting about two thirty one, but he's seemingly been serviceable. They've been giving him his reps at catcher, and it's been working. And then you go 6-12, and 12 and your first reaction is, oh, God, we regret that decision. Let's move Sandy Leon. Let's bring Sandy Leon back up in a way that almost guarantees that we will lose Blake Swihart. Because once again, since they've DFA'd him, and the attempt is to move him down to AAA, other teams can claim him for free. And some team will certainly claim... 27-year-old Blake Swihart with potential. So he's gone. So because you are walking back that move three weeks into the season, you're going to lose this player now. That 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 alone is bad business. See, Jake, what you don't understand, the biggest problem with the Red Sox are, you know, their catchers. But no, but let me let me go on. No, because let me go on. <laughs> I do have a thought. And what this, them, why they are bringing up Sandy Leone. There has been an adage for a long time. Or like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but there's been, you know, a thought process a long time that the pitchers on this pitching staff love Sandy Leone as a catcher. Sandy Leone for a long, I don't remember who was the person, I don't remember if it was Vasquez or Sale who was, I mean, Vasquez or Leone who was Sale's like personal pitcher his first year here. But these pitchers on the staff, they love Sandy Leone. Reportedly, they love him. And he's a good catch. He's a great defensive catcher. He's ter- terrible at the plate. Had like 155 last year, but he is a good catcher. And they do like him. And that's fine if the, if the pitchers have a catcher they prefer. But I can't help but think, because Blake Swihart hasn't made any, like, Blake Swihart has not been a complete disaster. So I don't think this move is about, like, oh, Swihart sucked. Let's get Leon up here. I, if, if it's anything, it is, they're looking at it going, oh, no. The pitchers, they want Leon back. They've been, pit, the pitching staff for the Red Sox has been terrible. Not one starting pitcher has two quality starts. Most of them don't even have one. The, the staff has a combined pitch. The entire Red Sox pitching staff has an ERA of 6.09. I couldn't find the starters ERA. I could calculate it out. I haven't done it. But that's including the bullpen, which has been fairly okay for the Red Sox this year. So the starting ERA is even higher. I think it might be somewhere in the eights or something stupid like that. So this pitching staff that's making a hundred mil, I think close to a hundred million dollars right about there in salaries for this year. They can't get it together. They cannot get it together. They can't succeed. So what? You need to placate them? Once again, this starting pitching, experienced pitchers who now have playoff experience, World Series winning pitchers, they can't exist. You are you are like feeding into maybe their own delusion that they can't function without their binky in Sandy Leone. So to placate that need... Not only are you placating that possible feeling among them, which in itself I think is kind of an, you know, you're treading weird water because then if it doesn't work out with Sandy Leone, what happens? But then also to do it in the moment, you are letting go of a player. 
you are losing a player to maybe feed into, I don't want to say a delusion, because maybe they do pitch better with Sandy Leone, but they don't pitch six, you know, they don't, you don't, they don't lose five points off their ERA with Sandy Leone. Sure, maybe he gives you a better call every now and then. Once again, he is a better defensive catcher. Maybe he makes a better throw to second every now and then. But guess what? Sandy Leone not being here is clearly not the problem with the pitching staff. You'd be, I don't know, I don't know how you could think that. I cannot fathom thinking that. But maybe, maybe it's the vibe he gives off, you know. But you're feeding. Maybe, maybe you, you look at oh, him. It's, it's the locker room. It's a clubhouse presence. Exactly. Maybe you look at him. You go, ooh, maybe I won't throw the splitter. I'll throw the curve instead. But you are feeding it. You know what this is like? This is like feeding into Chris Sale. The when they were on the road trip, and he said, "We haven't played at home yet." That's from. It's okay to think of things in your mind. They just, you know, when you're doing bad, you're doing poorly, say, oh, well, it's not it's not me. It's just some arbitrary thing that's happening down the road. When that happens, we'll be fine. It's fine to have little coping mechanisms in your head when you're not doing well. But you know what the problem is? When they don't work, you either got to come up with another one or you mentally break down. Or you have to accept that you've been sucking. And, okay, they're going to bring up Sandy Leone. Which, by the way, once again, Sandy Leone, the blanket, I don't know, the band-aid, the catch-all, the, the soothsayer of, the red, of starting pitching... Started last night for the Red Sox, and guess what Chris Sale did? He went four. He went five innings, gave up four runs, and got pulled. So, all right, classic. That's no, you're great. right. So I'm glad that they literally gave up a player, gave up a young player in their system. Not once again, not to act like Swire is some top prospect. So, give up a young player who does still have upside in your system, so you can get Sandy Leone here to I don't know assuage the mind of Chris Sale. You know, cure the antsiness of Nathan Avaldi. It's just like it's it's a maddening move to talk about. And maybe Sandy Leone should have been up here to begin with. I'm not saying that. It's just that what to me that feels like what the thinking behind this move is. And I I don't know, Jordan. Do you feel this? Like, am I insane to think that that it is trying to like placate the pitchers by doing this? I mean, I guess that's the only ex- like excuse. That's the only explanation. Yeah. And and the worst part about it, they definitely need the, the 231 because their batting's been kind of no, 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 kind of you know bit iffy. And now I will get into the roster construction because now we're out of philosophy and I get to, and since I am a loser. They definitely, they definitely need some hitters. No, you know what's even more maddening? The roster have... construction of this team does not lend itself to getting rid of Blake Swihart. They have 13 pitchers on this roster. They have more pitchers than position players. They have 12 yeah. Positional players on this roster. One of those positional players is Dustin freaking Pedroia, who is batting 105 right now. Who is batting 105, who can't do anything. They're putting him at DH because he can't field because he's not healthy. He's literally hit two balls this entire year. Yes. I know it's 19 at bats, but still, Pedroia literally has two been balls. A black hole. So, A, you can't give up one of these nameless. Let me, let me pull up the. I didn't realize there was so much drama within sports. Yes, Slade. Well, welcome to the, the... You're getting the stadium experience here. You can't get rid of... I don't know. Aramaso uh, uh, Ramirez? Like, you, you need to maintain that 13-12 pitcher, pitcher, positional player split. Which, by the way, you want to keep talking about Blake Swihart. That's the guy with versatility. That's a guy who can play other positions. It just it just makes no sense to me. 
it just well a the idea of just bringing up Sandy Leone what that means seems stupid to me and it seems like you're just set, you're setting yourself up for failure because now that it doesn't didn't work with him now the pitchers have to think of another thing to kick the can of facing the fact that they're underperforming down the road and then b just from your roster once again why can't you keep this guy you have other guys you can get rid of god get rid of freaking pedroia send him down i don't know or get rid of one of your nameless pitchers and you know be like every other team in the world and don't have more more pitchers and positional players it's just like it's just everything is upsetting and i'm upset and once again this is not me being the biggest blake swihart stan in the world but i don't know i would rather him be on the team than them get rid of him for free or if you knew you were gonna walk back this decision this quickly which is what they're doing they're walking back the decision they made to carry leo i mean to carry swihart and vasquez as your two catchers they're walking back that decision if you were gonna do that why did you just trade him in the offseason you didn't you apparently made a call that now three weeks in you are panicking because you've sucked up to this point you're panicking you're walking it back and now you're losing the player for free when you could have at least traded him for something and now you can't and now you just you just you've just in like blake swihart's career has been a crash course in how to mismanage an asset as a baseball team how to mismanage a prospect from start to finish like it is it is uncanny when if i ever open up my he's, sports he's, executive he's, he's a john wall of baseball no not even that at least john wall reached his potential to some degree but no if you <laughs> i strongly disagree with but that no, but continue. If, you, <laughs> if you if you when i open up my my sports executive school when i finally decide i'm finally gonna you know since i always know better than gms and i always know better than executives when i finally open up my school where i teach in my manifesto you know like one room you have don't draft running backs and like the top like 100 the, the uh, second know. the second class is home court is more important than coaching yeah i know another rule is like don't pay only pay superstars and like league minimum players in the nba like you know every i will have <laughs> a seminar on freaking blake swihart like, here's how you mismanage a prospect while he's developing. Here's how you mismanage him when you finally bring him to the roster and he gets hurt. Here's how you mismanage him out the door. So, yes, that will be that will be a whole course, Jordan. And I'll teach that one myself. I'll come down because I'll be the president of the college. I'll come down from the board of trustees, teach the class. And, yeah, so... This move, like this move, has me mad. You know, I'm like I, I'm mad at this Red Sox team now. Like it's done. If if they're gonna start panicking, I'm gonna start treating them like a team that's panicking. So now we're gonna just pile on the Red Sox until they start being good again, Jordan. No more April. April's almost over. May is when real baseball starts. <laughs> we're moving. The, I am moving the goalposts on this one. Back four months. Yep, moving them. <laughs> I don't care. Call me out. Tell me I'm inconsistent. I'm moving it. I'm done. This team's going to be stupid. I'm going to treat them like they're stupid. So those are my thoughts on Blake Swihart. And that's been brewing all day. We were sitting there at the elections, like going into like round three of sales. I'm like, nope. Can't wait to go talk about Blake Swihart. I got some Blake Swihart take. This is the most I've ever talked about Blake Swihart in my, in my life. Yes. But I'm just like, it's just bad management makes me upset. Fair enough. Like Blake's also just for the team that has like no prospects. Blake Swihart's one of like the few tradable assets you have that like you're gonna trade. Like I, it's, it's just like Dave Dombrowski cannot be affording cannot afford to give things that could maybe net prospects. I'm, I'm Blake Swihart's not gonna get you like a top prospect. He can get you something maybe if you traded him at the right time or didn't like 
This isn't like the Jimmy Garoppolo trade level of mismanaging an asset, clearly. But, I mean, it's the same principle. Well, it's not the same principle. But, you know, mismanaged an asset, and that was also mismanaged asset. But anyway, so, Jordan, any other thoughts on this? I, I think I I thought of the uh, next excuse for the Red Sox pitchers. What is it? Because they start the games at eight ten p.m. and they're already tired when they oh. start when they start pitching. Oh, day so, games only. Yeah, so that's the reason why Chris Hill he's like he's he's drowsy, so he just gives uh, up hits. We listen. We're nooners. Yeah, we're nooner pitcher. We're afternoon pitchers. Mm-hmm. Sunshine starters. Yeah, Chris Hill. Chris Hill is more like a, a ten a.m. kind of guy. <laughs> you put him out there at, at eight p.m. He's he's a little groggy, you know. All right, that's an idea. Yeah. What about you, Slade? Any any thoughts on this? My thought is that this is too much for me, and I think I'm going to head out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if that's the case, I hope the rest of you don't head out, but we are going to go to a quick break here. When we come back, we will talk about... Uh, we'll decide over a break. You're listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Helmsley on 90.7 WXIN, and we'll be right back. WXIN Stadium Experience Jordan Moment Jake Elmsley here Slade has left us Slade Slade couldn't take the heat I guess Couldn't handle the stadium experience That's alright It's not not for everybody It takes a little while to work your way up here But We're still here Okay John We're talking about Blake Swihart In the last segment Now we're moving on into It's kind of a smattering of Patriots things Like not enough Patriots Like each one of them On it's own Is not really enough to make a segment But there's like three things that are all relative, that are all pretty relevant. And we'll start off with this. Probably the most exciting NFL thing is the fact that the Patriot and all NFL team schedules. But, you know, we talk about the Patriots here, so we're not going to analyze like the Bears schedule. Unless we decide to, maybe we will. But the Patriot schedule has come out. And the Patriots will be opening the season on Sunday night. Because remember, the Patriots, even though they won the Super Bowl, are not playing on the first game of the year this year. Mm-hmm. As most Super Bowl champions do, the Packers and Bears will be facing off because you know people care about that still. To it's kick prob- off, to kick off the NFL's hundredth year. Oh wow! Yeah, year one hundred, baby. Oh yeah, first World War ended, and what did we decide we needed? Some good old football. The NFL. So they will be. And by the way, I'm. I, I wish that they were starting on the Thursday. I know a lot of people are happy. I like. I would rather they start on Thursday just because it's like another like ten days before week two. Like it's a minor thing, but I thought it gives them an edge. But anyway, that's okay. They will be opening the season. They will still open up at home, and the Patriots will be playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
on Sunday Night Football. The team formerly known as the Pittsburgh yes. Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger and the 52 kids. Yes. Ben and the boys. It's Ben, Ben, Ben and Juju and the other 51 kids. Yes, Ben, Juju, who, did you see Antonio Brown going at Juju on Twitter? I did not see it. It was the most, biz- you didn't see it, it was the most bizarre thing in the world. Like, it came out of nowhere. Like, and like Antonio Brown, well, first, like, a few hours before he tweeted out, leave your feelings off the internet. And then he just went, like, at Juju for, like, no reason. It was like, he, all, he people just want to go ahead and make him a star before he has to earn it. Dude fumbled away play, uh, playoff chances. Like, got, just went in on the dude. And then all, um, then, like, Juju literally was like, why? What? Like, he was, like, he responded. He was just like, well, why are you doing this? Like, I've been nothing but nice to you. <laughs> like, I've been nice to you. He's like, I've been nice. It was respectful. Like, it's kind of, kind of sucks you're acting like this. Like, I, like, called you when you got your new contract. Like, Told you it was great for you, like, and then like you know what Antonio Brown's like response to that was? What he thought that tweeting out like a like a screenshot from Instagram of Juju DMing him when Juju was in college, it DM'd Antonio Brown. He's like, hi, like I'm Juju Smith-Schuster. I'm a receiver at USC. Like I'd really, I really respect your game. You're one of the best. I'd really like. Do you have any pointers for me? And yeah, Antonio Brown's response to Juju saying, "I was nothing but respectful and like really like." respected you and like wanted to learn from you his response go oh yeah i'll show you guys how respectfully was look at him respecting me years ago <laughs> I was, that's a very respectful instagram tea like i don't like i don't know what the point is like literally all juju said was like i don't know why you're being a dick like from the day i met you i've wanted to like learn from you and like saw you was like a great like source of knowledge and then he's like oh yeah look at this time you asked me for that knowledge so apparently, Whoa, what an asshole! Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, look at this guy. Look at Juju, everybody. Did Juju have the audacity for wanting to learn from a professional player who, who he looks said, up to? <laughs> I'll show him. <laughs> so uh, Antonio Brown's bad at subtweeting. So um, what are you doing? Yeah, and like, what is he doing? Like, is he, is he just upset that he's on the Raiders? Like, I don't know. Like, literally, how do you feel about that? You're like, I, I, this is kind of old news. I'm shocked that you haven't seen any of this. Yo, fine. We'll talk about this. I'm shocked you haven't seen this. He's. How did you not see this? You don't keep up to date with this stuff. I'm the only way you get sports news. Exactly, man. I'm not, I'm not ingrained in sports Twitter as you are. In fact, I barely use my Twitter. In fact, I've tweeted twice on it. No, I tweeted once. Like, it's it was just the most bizarre thing. And it's like, how do you... Like, for real, how do you feel about... Like, if you are the freaking Steelers, too. Like... Not the Steelers. If you are the... Like, if you're the Raiders, like, how, you're sitting here like, why are you still beefing with your old teammates? When, hey, why are you still beefing with your old teammates, dude? That's annoying for us. And then, B, why are you still beefing with your old teammates who are just trying to be nice to you? Yeah, he's very like, bitter. Well, like, look, no, literally, like, you're the Raiders. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you're still, like, just worried about, like, crap with the Steelers? You're still worried about that? Like, hey, dude, we just gave you, like, a billion dollars. And this is what you're doing? This is what you're doing, Antonio Brown. He's, he's very, very, very bitter. He's bored of having photos. Um, SB Nation, you ever watch Beef History? Uh, once, once or twice. They uploaded one uh, this week on Antonio Brown and Ben Roethlisberger. And I watched it. It was good. So I recommend that for all of you. But it's just like, well, what, are you, what are you doing, A.B.? Why, why, why are you doing this? Like, it's, it's just like, once again, I didn't talk about this when it happened. It was like a week ago. But it's just, it's just dumb. It's just like, well, what's next? You gotta like start like beef with like Ryan Shazier. <laughs> and be like, ah, oh, homie broke his neck. He did. 
And then he'll. I remember that game. And then like Shazier will just be like, I don't know why you're doing this. And then like he'll send like a like a like, he'll, like post like a screenshot of Ryan Shazier like. Like being like nice to like his own kids, being like nice like Antonio like Antonio Brown will post a photo of like Ryan Shazier like being nice to Antonio Brown's kids. Like I don't know. He'll be like, yeah, remember this time you babysat for me? Ah, got you. Remember the time you wish my mother Happy Mother's Day? <laughs> <laughs> no, like is that how Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown's gonna go on a tear of like posting like super nice things? It's like a subject like, oh yeah, I'm like Tomlin. Look at this time you consoled me after the death of my grandfather. What a dick. Yeah, I don't he's gonna be screaming into a void, like, um what what else? What, what other I don't know. I guess we've got violent out that. Anyway, so the schedule for the Patriots. They're gonna be opening up the season. Against the Steelers, which I'm happy with because there were a few games that could have been the opening night game. Those games were the Pittsburgh game, the Jets game, the against Cleveland, against Dallas. I would have loved to see the Cleveland game. You see, I didn't want that to be the opening night game because I want to give that Cleveland team some time to get some momentum. I'd rather there be like some build up to <laughs> and that. They just they just they just like twenty piece the Patriots off the jump. No, like I would rather no, really, like I would rather that since g- Cleveland the Cleveland Browns are a better team in every conceivable way. But no, I would really <laughs> I would like I would rather like cause that will be like if the if the Browns like live up to expectations, like that will be like an exciting matchup. I would rather that not be week one and I'd rather they like build up to that. Like, I don't want the week one matchups to be like important ones. Like I, I yeah, want them to be fair. like mid level ones. I don't want to be like a game you want. I want to be against like the Jets. But like I don't want it to be like the most exciting matchup of the year because then it's just like, oh good, you wasted that one on week one when like the teams are not going to be what they're going to be later in the season. So yeah, I'd rather just like kind of like that Cleveland. But like I, you know, I'd rather that Cleveland team like go on a roll, be like five and zero or something, or they're facing off against Cleveland in week two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Facing off against Cleveland in week eight. Perfect. If Cleveland goes seven and zero and they come into Foxborough. And Patriots will- <laughs> no, they they better they better beat the Patriots by like thirty. But no, like that that'll be what'll happen. Like I like I want that to be like I'd rather to be like some builder. It's like the Chiefs game. Like the Chiefs game was exciting because the Chiefs, even though nobody knew they were gonna be that good. But like like, no one the, like the Chiefs had time to like build up momentum and like be like a contender. You know what I'm saying? So I'd rather. Yeah. So I'm fine with them opening because there's still like some intrigue to that game. Mainly it being that the Steelers have been a mess, but like they're still intrigued to that one. It's still like. You know, it's still like a matchup. Like Patriots Steelers is still a matchup. So, I, I think that was the best choice for the opening night game. I am, I am in with that. Uh, I am in with that decision. And then the rest of the month of September is a waste of time. Well, no, it's not a waste because then, because then they go to Miami, so they'll lose that game. Yeah. Week two in Miami at Miami. Yeah. Yeah, I, losing that game. Yeah, we're putting, we're putting that in the loss column. Yeah, they're losing that game. Then they play the Jets in New. No, then they play the Jets in Foxborough. Then they play Buffalo in Buffalo. So, um, they're going three and one to start the month. You want to just go through the whole schedule? Sure. Okay, week five at Washington. W. Yes. Over Case Keenum versus the Giants on Thursday Night Football in Foxborough. Big W. Big W. At the Jets on Monday Night Football. What a bad Monday night game. <laughs> Big W. You know what? They're losing that one. They're losing to the Jets on Monday night. Yep. And then oh, we're going to come in, we're going to talk a ton of crap. And then they're gonna beat the beat Cleveland, which is the four twenty five game in Gillette. They're beating Cleveland. Like it's just like if you are some new hot team and you built all this momentum, then you come into Foxborough, you're going to lose. Then at Baltimore on Sunday Night Football, you're gonna beat them. Baltimore, I mean Lamar Jackson's gonna fall apart by then. Then there's a bye. Then they're at Philly. 
I'm giving them that one. Then they're, then they're, then Dallas is coming to Foxborough. They'll win that one. Then they're at Houston on Sunday night football. They have the easiest schedule. Then they're playing Houston. Then they're playing Kansas City in Gillette. Which wouldn't matter by that point because they already have a playoff berth. I'll give the Chiefs that one. Then they're at Cincinnati. Yeah, right. Then they're playing Buffalo and playing Miami. Yeah, so they're going thirteen and three. <laughs> like for all like the belly aching we've gone about we've done about like this team's roster and rightfully so yeah they're still going they, they they don't they're not playing against anybody they're besides like the Browns and the Chiefs <laughs> let's see uh, what maybe the Browns then what yeah may, like we don't even know about the Browns like the yeah. Browns might it just might like not work yeah on paper like, they're phenomenal like maybe by like week eight like Odell would have like gotten on everybody's nerves and they're like two and five coming in and like Baker isn't what we thought he was and like Fred Kitchens wasn't a good coaching hire. Yeah, like all maybe, of these are possible. Yeah, like maybe we get. Yeah, no, like who are they playing? That's good. Or uh, Baker's like com- like barely like confident or competent. They go like five and two. Yeah, like three and four coming or in. Or three and four. I mean, I still I still a massive improvement. Yeah, no. So <laughs> the yeah. bar is very low. God, this is just like wow. <laughs> if, if they go eight and eight, we we should like throw a parading for Cleveland. Honestly, if they if they touch five hundred, we should all nine, we're baby. all we're all winners. If the Browns go eight and eight, we're all winners. We all won something. We won the hope that it can always get better. Yeah, but no. So yeah, well, it really is incredible how the page, how like how the schedule just never looks hard. That's that's a weak schedule. I mean, it's like it's not their fault. Like that's a weak schedule. They're playing the AFC. No, they're playing the. NFC East, the which is the worst NFC conference AFC, by miles. AFC North, and like the Texans are like in the Chiefs are like the two like throwing games, which like they gave them the Chiefs like they didn't have to give them which like the schedule is like very calculated so it's not like like anybody like made this happen it's just kind of like there's like a there's like an algorithm, but yeah so why do they play the Texans like every year? It really does. Don't feel without, like they, without fail, they play. The it really Texans. does feel like they play the Texans like every year, like the last four or five years. Maybe that was because like two years ago there was like a playoff game in there, but I, I don't know. They opened the season against the Texans last year. Yeah, I don't think that's a confirmation about it. I think they have played the Texans every year for the last five years. God, what a bad. Why is that a Sunday night game? What weird like national TV games they've given the Patriots? So Patriots Pittsburgh. That's Sunday night football. Got it. Well, you got to get them because it's Patriots first game. Fine. Thursday night football is Patriots Giants. That's a good Thursday night game. The Giants are going to be terrible, but that's like at least we can like you sit down on a Thursday and it's like hopefully they just beat on the Giants and we all get some weird pathetic catharsis out of it. That's meaningless. <laughs> some some Dunkin' Donut deal the next morning. Yeah, just like some like petty catharsis that like means nothing, but some people will take it as meaning something. Then they play. At the Jets for Monday Night Football. That's a bizarre game. What a bizarre! Mo- are they just really hoping for like the Darnold? Like, I mean, like, I guess like the Jets are like kind of rolling because like they've had like a good off season, I guess. I don't think they'll be rolling like that to justify a Monday Night game. I mean, like Patriots. I, mean, I don't think so. Like Patriots Jets is such a good rivalry. Like it only needs like so little to like be good. Like not in terms of, like two teams being good, but just like the, the like the amount of hatred between these two fan base. Like it's great. Like like when the Jets and Patriots are both doing well, it does make for a great rivalry. It's like I, I almost get it. They're kind of banking on like maybe the Jets will be rolling. Like maybe they'll be like four and two by then. Like good Jets versus a Patriots team that's doing well. Fine. Like fine. That's good TV. That's fine. Okay, that's a decent Monday night game. I won't complain about that too much. Although who's gonna be doing color for Monday night football? Ooh. Without Jason Whitten. Who's now back on the 
Oh, God. Yeah, they have four national TV games in a row in October, in the November. So, yeah, they go Giants, Jets, Cleveland. That's a 425 game. Weird that that's a 425 game. But I dig 425 games. It's a solid time for a game. You know, you can do something in the morning on your Sunday. Then you can sit down 425. It's like, I like it. Then at Baltimore on Sunday Night Football. Which that, that, that's a decent Sunday Night Football matchup. I don't mind that one. If if the Ravens are are moving, unless you know they just knock, unless they just make, unless they just cause um you know Lamar to just lose his freaking legs, because they don't have any receivers for some reason. So, yep, an exciting schedule. How many Super Bowl? Ma- there are two Super Bowl matchups on the schedule. Two Super Bowl rematches. Two. Yep, two. Two Super Bowl rematches on the schedule. Because the Patriots have only lost Super Bowls to NFC East teams. Yes. So uh, let that set in. Ref- uh, reflect on I mean, that. Well, besides like the Packers, but I don't know if we're counting that one. Oh, no, God. No, and the Bears. No, no, no. Definitely those, not counting those the Bears. Don't, those one. don't exist. Okay. All right. But, oh, that's probably why they're letting them both play opening game, the opening game then. Oh, Packers-Bears. That's why. Yeah. So, I mean, the Packers, I, eh, eh, I mean, their Bears are good. Bear, bears are a playoff team. Yeah, they are Bears. They got they got the leading kicker from the AAF as their kicker now. Wow. AAF filed for bankruptcy today. They have like eleven million dollars in assets, and they have about forty million in liabilities. And in real cash, they have about five hundred k. R.I.P. Yeah. So, hope that gambling app is good. So that does that mean we can get our Memphis Express gears for like I'm bottom wait, of the barrel? I'm waiting. I'm waiting for, for that clearance. Can get that on clearance. I'm waiting. <laughs> like, is that an asset that they can like give up in like the bankruptcy? What the like the like their starter merchandising? Yeah, like, hey, yeah. Here's a, here's a pile of Memphis Express jerseys. Memphis Express merch. Uh, hope this uh chops away at the debt. Hey man. Like, hey, do you want a Memphis Express jersey? Yeah. Okay, that'll be uh thirty million dollars. <laughs> No, I want the windbreakers. You just held. Oh, wind- I need. I need those windbreakers. The windbreaker. Yeah, thirty mil. <laughs> those starter windbreakers, like it's like nineteen ninety six again. Yeah. Oh yeah. Any of those? Oh yeah. Oh, I saw somebody wearing overalls with like one strap the other day. I was like, damn. If I had a wind, if I had like a, a starter windbreaker. Yeah. We had a guy here who worked here at one point who um we don't talk about anymore. But at one point, he came in one day. He's like, yeah, Jake. I found a guy on eBay who was selling a starter, like a vintage pristine like mint starter jacket for every nba team so i went and bought the whole set for like eight hundred dollars i'm just gonna sell them all off individually that's not a bad investment no it's i mean like (laughs) it's like a hard sell because you only have one for every team so you have to find a fan of every team who's going to be willing to pay you the price for a starter there's a fan for every team that's willing to pay you the price for a starter windbreaker from the 90s 100 (laughs) percent. so i want to buy like the nuggets one or something Oh yeah, get like a night, get like a jazz one. I already have some jazz gear. I already have some vintage jazz apparel. You can never have enough vintage jazz apparel. I should have worn my John Stockton jersey today. <laughs> I haven't worn that thing in a while. There's, there's, there's. You can never have enough vintage West apparel. <laughs> you have enough vintage, but, but vintage West, no, never enough. But yeah, so though that was an interest. I don't know if you ever sold them, but yeah, so that's Patriots schedule. And then they end the year versus Buffalo and versus Miami because the NFL is like, ah, we just like to throw. AFC East fodder at the end of the season for the Patriots every year. Because AFC East is truly a forsaken conference. Or maybe Buffalo will be rate surging ahead. I were I read one feel good article on that a, like a week ago. Oh, Buffalo's like 
their their like third good season in like eighty years. Yeah, maybe could happen. And they had a good. They made the playoffs two years ago. They did, which I don't know what happened to that team. Uh, they immediately just sold it all off because they were like, <laughs> "This ain't this ain't gonna last." They were smart. They got rid of Tyrod. They got rid of it. They got rid of everybody. But what's the last thing I was gonna say? Oh yeah, you know what Adam Gase said apparently today? What? Or C.J. Mosley said Adam Gase said to him, "I'm here to take down the Patriots." Hmm. Which he said after having coached four seasons in Miami with all the chances in the world to take down the Patriots. I mean, if they're playing Miami, then sure. But yeah, so that's that's what that's what that's what Adam Gay said. So anyway, that's all we got on the schedule. Next order of business: the Patriots yesterday yeah. mm-hmm. signed one Mister Demarius Thomas. Which, for one thing, it's kind of surreal that Demarius Thomas is on the Patriots. Secondly, I almost zero chance he makes the team. I'm gonna out and say it. I think it's a good signing for the Patriots. You have the guy coming off the Achilles injury; they're getting him for like no money. But I've learned this thing that if the Patriots bring in a bring in a veteran receiver on the wrong side of 30, he will not make it through like through camp. Reggie Wade, Eric Decker. I'm just not buying it until I see him make the team, frankly. So nobody's like if I see one person doing like the Demarius Thomas hype, which is a thing Patriots fans do that always makes me annoyed. Like whenever the Patriots bring in like a broken down old veteran who used to be really good, Patriots fans will immediately act like they're getting that version of the player, like the best version of that player. So if I see like one Patriots fan sharing like a Demarius Thomas highlight reel, I'll snap. Like when the oh my god! Like when the Patriots brought in Adrian Peterson for a visit, I had friends who were like, "Yeah, get AP," and it was annoying. Mind you, Adrian Peterson had a thousand yard season, so what did I know? But yeah, so Demarius Thomas, who last year tore his Achilles, but he did have like seven hundred yards between the Broncos and the Texans. Apparently, the Patriots did inquire about him at the trade deadline. He had nine hundred forty nine yards in twenty seventeen. And Demarius Thomas, a player that a lot of guys have considered soft. So, I I mean, like, he is a body that I can recognize at receiver. But, yeah, I just don't think he's... I just And then, you, the terms of his contract, they are setting this thing up mm-hmm. to to cut him. Because according to Albert Breer, it was 150, one, 150K signing bonus, 150K reporting bonus, $1.2 million base salary. Then, basically, the last $4 million of this deal are all in per-game roster bonuses and incentives. So, yeah. Yeah, they, 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 they're already getting ready to cut him in camp. Like, they're not even, like, trying to hide it. So, I mean, like, if they get, like, vintage Demarius Thomas, that that would be fun. And would be good for the team. And I'm, I'm glad they're taking a flyer, because why not? It's not like they have anybody else. I just, like, I just want to put the pin in it right now. And just if I just if I expect nothing, I'm expecting nothing out of this. Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised when he makes a team and he has like a 400 yard season. Yeah, like oh, Patriots bring it out, kind of the relief receiver. Oh, what's his name again? Oh, Demarius Thomas. And I was just kind of trotting out here, specialist. I'll be surprised. I'll be pleasantly surprised. 400 yards. Yeah. Oof. Coming off the Achilles tear, like at 31 years old, <laughs> or it'll be 32 when the season starts. When's his birthday? Birthday's Christmas. You know, did you know Demarius Thomas was born on Christmas? I did not. That also means Julius Thomas was born on Christmas. Mm. Maybe he knows Santa. Definitely. <laughs> he can ask Santa for a new Achilles or Jesus, <laughs> one of the two. 
I think I think either can come through. Santa, I need you to do this surgery on me. So yeah, like I said, I'm expecting nothing, so I'll be pleasantly surprised if anything happens. Or I'll, or he'll just do something stupid in camp because Demarius Thomas has gotten in a lot of trouble lately, and then like literally they would have netted out a loss. It's possible they can net out a loss. But, I mean, they're going to have to, like, give him money. So, I mean, like, financially, if they cut him, they'll net out a loss. But I'm, I don't care about that. I, I'm i very cavalier with Robert Kraft's money. Frankly, I don't feel bad about that. Because Robert Kraft is also willing to throw around his money on stupid things. Segway! <laughs> so, with the amount of money oh, and the amount of Ooh. lawyers that Robert Kraft has brought in, it's been reported out that now the video of Robert Kraft getting a hand job or whatever will be released. It will be pixelated. Mm -hmm. So you, you, you will not see the bits, but you will hear the sounds. You'll get a pretty good gist. So the video of Robert Kraft, once again, the entire point of this entire, like, circus Robert Kraft has built around, like, getting all these lawyers and all that, has been so this video wouldn't be released. And now the video's <laughs> gonna be released anyway, so, yeah. I kind of rather that, uh, that, like, Whatever, like whatever obscene amount of money you spent on legal fees at this point, we go to like a camp body at receiver. <laughs> but yeah, me and you were talking about this before the show a little bit. Yeah. And because this story is just just doesn't stop. Like it just does not stop. It doesn't. It just doesn't stop. Like it just keeps coming up because the Patriots just know how to keep a controversy alive, I guess. They deflate it all over again. But. Oh, man, I do not know why I'm yawning so much. But I'm not even tired. The. Oh, yes, you. Could use the cough button, but uh. anyway, so uh, we don't was why does Robert why is Robert Kraft so intent on this video not coming out? Because I don't know how much more humiliating it is with a video unless something happened. Because it can't be that he doesn't want you to see his junk. I don't believe that anymore. We were talking about this. Robert Kraft is the prime age for when old men stop caring if you see their junk. Yeah. If you've ever been to a gym, yeah. they don't care. Just dick out. They don't care. So it can't be that. And they're pixelating it, so that doesn't even matter. So I'm starting to theorize that either, once again, like we talked about before, talked about this all the time, he made some ridiculous sound that I will absolutely abuse and into eternity until his death, when it maybe gets becomes bad taste. Mm-hmm. He either just had some ridiculous he he was like he was into some bizarre stuff that for some reason this like massage parlor was willing to accommodate. He either maybe was like violent with them. We're gonna get dark for a minute. He had like some weird name he wanted to be called, or like he just cried the entire time. Like some like I wanna see like the more I think about it, I wanna see his video even more now. Cause I bet that something ridiculous happened. For him to fight this hard to not get it released. So, that's my new conspiracy theory on this. Once again, if news keeps coming out, I guess we'll keep talking about it. Yep. Until the tires come off this bad boy. So, yeah. So, that's really all my thoughts on that situation. I don't want to talk about it too much. Anyway, though, you were listening to the stadium experience. How does, like, people playing outside and stuff? <laughs> With Jake Elmsley. We're going to take a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll be diving into some NBA and NHL stuff. So we will see you in just a flash. It's not the size that matters. It's the pleasure it provides. WXIN-FM.
90.7 WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley. Mike was on that entire commercial break. Or did I turn it on just now? Oh, well. Well, we're editing it now that commercial break then. All right, anyway. If you want to call in to yell at me for my behavior, call in 401 456 8787. Jordan, you might be getting in some trouble. I doubt it. How could these mic could this mic pick you up from where you're sitting? No, I don't think so. We'll listen to the podcast later. Anyway, which will be blown up on the official stadium experience SoundCloud. And can be listened to again and again on iTunes and on Spotify. So download it from there. <laughs> Big oof. But does it matter? Like, like what? It doesn't. Like it doesn't matter, Jake. It's all good. Anyway, <laughs> so we've been talking Patriots and Red Sox up to this point in the show. Yes. Once again, the phone number is 401-456-8787. Edward. Slade joined us again. You're back. Slade's uh, Slade Slade's braving it. You came you came back for more. I have honestly, this is a lot better than the conversation I just had with Aaron. Okay, let's not let's not let's not spill tea here. Anyway, so we're gonna be diving into stuff, and we're gonna talk about the NHL for a bit, which is not something we do often. I'm just gonna edit out that whole opening now. <laughs> you guys are just making work for me. This is why your your production promotions production <laughs> pro, whatever you are yeah. production promotions promotion program. Anyway, so the Bruins right now, and me and Jordan, we talked about this before the show. Is that how it's been a great week if you are a Canadian playing a Boston team? Yes, because last night James Paxton eight innings. Against the Red Sox. Almost like an ace pitcher. Almost like what you want to see out of a starting pitcher who you're paying money. That's weird. I know. It, wait, it's an anomaly at this point. Wait, how much are they paying him? Not even that much. You tell, me, you're tell, you tell me it's less than like $60 million a year? Yeah, something like something around. How much wow. is James Paxton? How much is Big Maple making? What they call him. It's Big Maple. Name Big, Big Maple. Maple. What they call him. He's got a big tattoo of the Canadian of like a maple leaf like on his on his on his elbow. He's very Canadian. Making eight million this year. Okay. Oh boy. In the wow. last year of his deal. You tell me you can get quality pitching for eight million a year? If you draft and develop <laughs> if you draft and develop it. What game are you playing here, Jake? Baseball. You're about money ball. You're you're about hundred and sixteen million dollars short on that contract. But um I know really James Paxton's got a new agent for that rookie contract. Exactly. But that also the Canadian the Canadians. The Maple Leafs right now. Who are Canadians? The Maple Leafs right now are Yeah, Montreal really got in front of it with that branding. Anyway. The Maple Leafs, they are up 2-1 against the Bruins. Game four, excuse me, game four of that series is coming up tonight at 7 p.m. They're up 2-1. And then also, one more Canadian, the Celtics, playing game two of their series tonight, which I want to talk about the scheduling for the NBA playoffs in just a minute because it's maddening. But the Celtics, tonight, Corey Joseph on the Pacers. Backup point guard for them. Or has he been starting for them? One of the two. It doesn't matter. Corey Joseph, also Canadian. So will Corey Joseph 
continue. He is coming off the bench. Is Corey Joseph going to continue the trend that has been Canadians doing well against Boston teams this year? I mean, only if he does well. Are we entering, as the West continues to decline, are we going to see a Canadian surge in pro sports this week? A Canadian v. New England surge this week? They told me about the entire decline of Western civilization except for Canada. It may be. It may be coming <laughs> they've been, on. They've been so you know? insulated. Listen, Notre Dame burnt down like the West is going with it. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I mean, Canada is just too nice to go down. Exactly. So they got they don't ha- ever have fires there. It's too cold. <laughs> That's true. I'd never heard of a forest fire in Canada. Never heard of one. How can you have a forest fire when snow melts? You want to know what I've heard of in Canada, though? Tar sand mining on indigenous Ooh. land. Ooh. Wow, they abuse indigenous populations? <laughs> I know. Who the Wow, thunk? throw the whole country away. Exactly. Bad country. Yep. Anywho, so... <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, yeah, so <laughs> I, I'm kinda, I might be connecting some arbitrary dots here, but... No, I'm not. I think it's real. <laughs> I think there's a real Canadian infiltration going on in America, and they're going to start by taking down Boston. That's going to be their start, because it's a port city. <laughs> it, it is a port city. You know, yes. you don't want to take anything in Maine. There's not too many of those well, in I mean, Canada. Stephen King is in Maine. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. That's too spooky. You don't want to get, get the spooky stuff first. Yeah. Nobody will sign up to go get the spooky stuff, Slade. Yeah. They'll enough. be afraid. And, and there's no way they'd ever have a draft in Canada. That would be rude. Because the draft is very rude. It is very rude. It's, it's, very, a, it's, it's a very way to intrusive. Exploit, it's a way to exploit the lower classes. But anyway, so not to hope I don't get any like Vietnam vets calling into the show at 401-456-8787. But queue <laughs> up fortunate son or something. What <laughs> <laughs> second what second boomer? I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so as we you know, George, like, am I being unrealistic here or is there just is this Canadian takeover happening? Uh, it might be. I mean, if the Raptors like, oh, that's true. <laughs> the Raptors lost they, game one, but that's just that's a cover. Yeah, that's what, no. See, that's the thing. They intentionally threw game one against Orlando. They intentionally had <laughs> not Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, not score a single point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, they're they may do this. How would you be like? Oh, yeah, the main Canadian thing. Cause that's like the most relevant Canadian sports thing right now is the Raptors. Mm-hmm. But no, really, they're just trying to get ready. They're really coming in at Boston. They're trying to get us ready so they can just kind of uh, come in on the beaches of Boston and really, really get it going. I mean, I don't know if you can hear it, but we can in the studio. Oh, are the control room speakers out again? <laughs> I have no idea. I guess so. Oh. I mean, I was blasting Don't Feel Oh, no, there we go. Yesterday. So, yes. There we go. So, yes, I, think, I, I really do think I'm onto something with this Canadian takeover idea. They're going to start in Boston. They're coming in. Once you see those Canadian warships coming in. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the domino effect. Into the Boston Harbor. Oh, yeah. We got to get ready. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to start like. We have to we have to contain the Canadians. Oh, yeah. I, I think they'll go right through it because everybody will be sad. Because the Bruins got eliminated. Like, Corey Joseph won, like, first round MVP. Led the upset. Put a quarantine around Nova the Scotia. Yankees will start oh, James, the Yankees will start James Paxton the rest of the way in like their series. Like did, they're starting three games in a row. He's like, I know. Points like his like maple leaf <laughs> tattoo. The I am machine, Canadian machine. <laughs> is James Paxton the Canadian? I run on poutine Drago. and maple syrup. 
is James Paxson the Canadian Ivan Drago? He is the Canadian Ivan Drago. Interesting. Big Maple is the Canadian Ivan Drago, which is ironic because Rocky IV was shot in Canada, so it makes sense. Oh, oh my God! No. We got to get Sean Grandy back on the line. <laughs> oh. Sean Grandy was went to where they filmed it. Ooh, the dots connect now. Wait a minute. <laughs> we exposed the conspiracy. Guys, <laughs> See, true Jordan, conspiracy right here. True Jordan conspiracy. wasn't on until like, until I really connect. We got to get Sean Grandy back on. <laughs> you do. We got to get me a Sean, Sean, Sean. This isn't a basketball thing. No, 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 no. I have his phone number. <laughs> he did give me his phone number. <laughs> I have never dared to call it. Be like, Sean, Sean, this is a national emergency. We, This is not a basketball. We need you back here. Did you notice anything? <laughs> When you went to the set of Rocky Four, when you went to where they filmed the final fight, he's like, "Well, you know, I did. Uh, I did notice. I cannot do a Sean Grandy impression. Well, I did notice that there were a lot of uh, James Paxton just lurking around in the darkness, <laughs> in the bowels. I just, I just, he's just in a dark room. He's just punching a bag, and every time we, <laughs> every time we try to talk to him, he's just grunting, keep punching it. Machines hooked up to him. Yeah, he just kept like doing a pitching motion over and over again. <laughs> And then it would inject all this blue science stuff into him. <laughs> it was bizarre. Chris Sale's got to go to like, Chris Sale's got to go work out in a barn now. Yeah. <laughs> we got to send Chris Sale to a barn. Somebody, somebody hook that man up to a trailer. Somebody hook that man up to a plow. And then so, their children can fight in the sequel. Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> We're not doing Creed 2 today. <laughs> we, we don't got time. I, I am too fragile. This day has been too draining for me to do Creed 2 right now, Jordan. All right, okay, that's fair. Today has been too much for me to do Creed 2 right now. But, yeah, so I think we're on to something. I, tr I truly, I was joking at first. Yeah. But the more I've talked about it. So, basically, the Bruins have to win tonight. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be playing... In Canada. Oh no. Oh. What if they get what if they get arrested in Canada? They arrest they no. arrest the entire Bruins team. They mm. won't extradite them. Tis tis tisk. Will that be the first domino to fall? Yes. First the Bruins. And then your Then the harbor. Then your then your rights. Then they'll move inland. Then the cities. They'll move in the Providence. Then, then the Constitution. You know, I honestly feel like they wouldn't touch Rhode Island though. Like, I feel like if you're trying to lead like a land invasion of America, you just kind of leave let Rhode Island go. I mean, there's kind of no point. It'll just bog you down. Maybe, maybe. So you just kind of you take the harbor in Boston because it's big and it's like important, and then you're moving to like New York or maybe something. Maybe they're stupid enough to think that Rhode Island is literally an island. It's true, maybe. And maybe. They yeah, just yeah. I don't, skip I don't think I don't think Canada needs like sees like Jamestown or anything. Yeah, I uh, yeah. Don't I, mean, I, mean, they, I mean, I mean, you take like the sub base, but that's about it. I don't think there's really anything there for them in like Coventry. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you want little Compton, like. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah, they'll just yeah, they'll just get bogged down. Yeah, so <laughs> I think we'd be safe. But yeah, so the Canadian land invasion is coming, is what we've uh, what we've decided here. I'm gonna find out that we haven't been broadcasting. The signals been being jammed this entire segment. Mm, they're on to us. Maybe. Yeah, those Canadian jammers going. Yeah, we'll, we'll wake up tomorrow morning. We'll just be like being waterboarded, but we'll fight maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> You'll feel the stickiness through the bag, but your face won't be sticky, and you'll be drowning. You feel like you're drowning in pancakes. Yeah, you'll you'll no, smell flapjacks. Don't they call them flapjacks there? I don't know. I, I don't got know. no. Clue you'll smell that. wonderful. First is the syrup, then it's the poutine gravy. Ooh, that shit's good though. Is it? I'd be okay with that. Ooh, I would eat that. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with poutine because everyone makes like big fuss. Can you about at least poutine. give me some fries too? But it's, it's like it's like French fries, with, like gravy and cheese on it, which it's good. is it's, no, it's, good. it's, it's pretty solid I've meal. Al- I've had authentic poutine. I've been yeah. to Montreal before. Ooh, we have to go do some covert ops in Montreal. Yeah. <laughs> Stadium experience. Drive to the Canucks. Yeah, you know, no. France used to own that. Oh, yeah. They did. Yeah. They, they, did. Did. they used, to, used to hunt beaver pelts there to make hats. France mm. also used to own. Before they got into a war with the Iroquois. It's true. Right. And then old Champlain. Yep. Came in and pitted those pitted those indigenous people against each other. Mm-hmm. And then they got that stuff for hats. <laughs> then they showed them guns. Because those were new then. Yeah. And there's a one shot like. I don't know what a word is. I can't remember the word. Yeah, the little, the little awkward, awkward busters, or whatever they call them. So, yeah, so. So, to the NBA playoff schedule, mm-hmm. why the hell do they put, like, why do the hell do they have to put, like, three days between the Celtics games? Like, we watch game one on Sunday, game two's tonight. That is forever. That's like, a long time. At the very least, I know you don't like watching hockey, Jordan, but at the very least, the hockey playoffs, it's every other day is a game. Every other day there's a game. Great, you get the day off, next game. Day off, next game. And, like, these hockey players are also going to take, like, two months. But at least you get games consistently. Like, it's like I get the idea so they can put every game on national TV for the NBA playoffs, but I have an idea. You don't need to do that. I do not need to see game three of Portland OKC. But 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 Damian Lillard and, and Russell Westbrook you know, scoring even- a triple-double. Yeah, you know what's even worse, though? Every game wasn't on national TV. I swear to God that the Spurs-Nuggets game was not on national TV last night, except for it was on, like, NBA TV. But who the hell has NBA TV except for Rick? Uh, People who buy NBA TV? Yeah, who? Who does that? I don't know. Who's like, I really need this station that I'll never watch that sometimes airs, like, hardwood classics or, like, I don't know, like... The occasional spillover basketball game. Yeah, more NBA analysis shows, like... Who buys that? Who's paying for that? Not I mean, I imagine the same people who have like NFL Network were having, but NBA it's not TV. though, because that American when I was there, we had NFL Network and we didn't have NBA TV, so it's clearly part of a different package. We had HBO, we had NFL Network, we did not have NBA TV. Wow. So I don't know what I don't know what exclusive package they put NBA TV on. Maybe you need the you need the Showtime package to get NBA TV. Yeah, and I wanted to watch. Oh, maybe I wanted to watch the Spurs Nuggets game last night. And then I did, and by that I mean I saw it was tied in the fourth quarter, so I decided to put it on. Couldn't find it. Guess what I did? Reddit stream immediately. You don't need to put anything on TV, really. But they do need to collect the money from the TV packages. So, like, it's just like, I'd rather these Celtics games be every other day, and then just I can't see every NBA playoff game. Because guess what? I'm not watching every NBA playoff game. The NBA playoffs are great when you're, like, out at a bar on, like, a Thursday (laughs) night, and you, like, don't want to be there. But you have to, so you watch like whatever playoff game is on the TV. Like two years ago at Rock Hunt Finals, I was sitting there watching Spurs and Grizzlies <laughs> for a little bit. Like game five of that series in the, uh, I think it was a seven game series too, in the first round of the playoffs. That was a fun time. But guess what? I could have lived without it. So, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't like waiting three days for playoff games. And now they screw themselves because now the Celtics and the Bruins are on the same night, which happens all the time this year. I feel like an excessive amount of times that's happened, so I guess I gotta like get the split screen going. Mm-hmm. But wait, I can't because I have to go audio mix for percussion recital. Anyway, so yeah, so that's that. Those are my thoughts on the NBA. You seem, you seem very sad about that. I mean, like I'm excited because I get to like do stuff, but also I want to watch basketball. So I'm gonna bring my laptop and do both. I don't know yet. 
I was watching hockey during public occurrences. Were you? Yeah, I was. Yeah. Wow. Put up the Reddit stream on Mike Kane's laptop. <laughs> Speaking of, this is coming to you live from the Mike Kane Memorial. Yes, stream. on the Mike Kane Memorial live stream, of course, if you're on Facebook. Yeah. But. We or, also, or, or if we, you're following we, WXIN yes, on we Twitch. we are also live on Twitch, by the way. WXIN yes. is. So, hello, Twitch. WXIN is on Twitch. So, yeah. So. Dang, I could be reading Twitch comments right now. What am I doing? <laughs> are we right, getting hold on, any? Hold on. Let me get the lap. Let me get it. Oh. Oh. oh, nobody's commenting. Rick we, Radio Studio 1. Do we have any viewers? Any uh, viewers on the Twitch? No. Oh. Oh, well. Oh, well. This is a wreck. They do fire Professor. They do follow Professor Elm, on Professor underscore Elm 5, though, which is the best channel on Twitch. But I wonder who that could be. No, me too. Who could it be? But anyway, so Celtics game tonight. The Celtics were really bad in the first half of game one, but then they came back in the second half of game one. So it's like, I want to expect more against the Pacers, but once again, there's no chance to lose that series. So if it's a slog, I... I guess it's a slog. Eh. I hope it's over in five. It'll be over in like six. But six game series are kind of annoying. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, we get a 3 2 game. Like, it's hard to come back from 3 2. Like, it's like sneaky hard to come back from. It's like, it's like, dang, just roll over or like do the comeback. Or force the game seven. That's yeah. annoying. Forcing game sevens is annoying. It is. <laughs> Like seven game series are terrible. In the first round, are you kidding yeah. me? Like I, I do not need a seven game series in the first round. Because if you're going seven games in the first round, you're not winning the second round. No. Except for how the Celtics did that last year, I guess. Against the Bucks. And they just rolled over the 76ers. But anyway, so Celtics tonight. Bruins tonight. Bruins getting a precarious spot. They <laughs> are, the Red, are the Red Sox playing at midnight tonight? Who cares? <laughs> I will not like the Bruins' chance if they go down 3-1 in this series. I think they have to do it tonight. I don't really know what they have to do better, though. Because everything that's been good about this team, for been good about this Bruins team, has not been working for them. Their first line has been incredibly unproductive. The power play for them has been atrocious. He's getting to his hockey bag right now. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> talking about front lines and power plays. Huh? I need Joe right now. Where the hell's Joe? He got scheduled for work on Wednesdays. Joe disappeared. Him and his very productive job. At, where did he work? He's like a financial guy for like a brewery or so. I don't know. I never asked. Why would I ask? Hey, at least he's Why does it work. matter? I don't know. <laughs> hey, man. At hey, least he's is. getting work. That's true. But, so, I, I, I don't like the Celtics' chance that the Bruins' chance are falling down 3-1. So, I need to just, I mean, like. Statistically, they're, they're. Just they're like, gonna lose. do better, because now it would almost, it would be a real shame if the Bruins were to lose here in round one. Now that the now that the Lightning got pantsed, the Lightning got swept. The Lightning, who I thought all year were the better team, got swept by the Columbia Blue Jackets, which oh, might yeah. actually be the least inspiring name for a pro sports team in this country. <laughs> like the most uh, uninspired, like combination of like terrible place. And just a <laughs> like Columbus, Ohio. Name. Columbia, Columbia, I think. Oh, is it Columbus? They don't even know. I should know. But no one knows how many hockey teams there yes, are. The really. Columbus Blue Jackets. What kind of like what kind of name we, is there's that? A, there's really only like seven hockey teams people know. Like what kind of name is that for for a sports team? Like once again, the perfect like combo of however you weight like area versus like mascot, like that's a bad one. 
Columbus, and then the Blue Jackets. You're wearing a blue shirt. I mean, I know blue is your color, Jordan, according to some people in the area, but... Yeah. Rumor, yeah. rumor have it. But, no. If the Bruins fall, that would be so disappointing. Now, that I do think that they have a much clearer cup. They have a much stronger chance of getting to the cup without the Lightning being in there. By, like, a mile, because you still have the Capitals, but the Capitals are going to draw their Blue Jackets now. And those are two very physical teams. They could beat down on each other, and then... The Bruins they have a good shot. So, like, now losing this series would be even more disappointing than it would have been to begin with. So, which, through no fault of the Bruins' own, but, yeah, now there's, like, a clear... Now they have at least a, a chance at a cup. They have a better chance at a cup than they did before because, yeah, the Lightning got swept. Also, ha, 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 Tampa Bay Lightning, you suck. And also, and also, the President's Trophy means nothing. I don't even know what that is. It's okay. I don't know what that means either. But... It's the award they give for like the best regular season in hockey. Oh, that doesn't that. matter. Yeah, like ever, like like there's an inexplicable record of teams winning the President's Trophy and losing in the first or second round. Rip. Like an uncanny record of that. But so yeah. So yeah, those are all my hockey takes. I was really going there for a little bit, but they smacked the puck and the puck goes that's places. All I got. And then, and then you yeah, told I me. Made, I think I made Jordan watch hockey for like the first time in his life last week. Yeah, I was very confused. It was, it was, it was the Frozen Four against. Uh, yes, the, we did. We, yeah, was, we didn't realize that the Abbey was a PC bar, and we got there. and It was PC in Minnesota Duluth. They were all watching that Frozen Four action. Yep, and, and, then, and then you told me they can put the. They take the goalie out. You can you can do that in hockey, yep. Which seems pretty stupid because they just scored three oh, goals. If you're down by if you're down by two and you have like forty seconds left, guess what? You gotta get it in, or if it goes in on you, it doesn't matter at that point. Hey Jake. Yes. I've got a question for you. Sure, lay it on me. So when a hat trick happens in hockey, yes. do people actually throw their hats onto the rink? I mean, supposedly you could. After imagine security at these <laughs> But they don't but they don't wear hats, they wear helmets. Well, like your fans and no, the, like and fans and stuff. Joe wears a Bruins hat all the time, so like Bruins hats do exist. Yeah, hockey fans do have hats. Like I'm gonna have a Memphis Express hat one day when those things go on sale for like three bucks a pop. Oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I just wasn't sure if they actually did that. I, I maybe, maybe they might. Okay, good question. Yeah, we'll look into that one. But anyway, so any other hockey takes? Um. Don't even know why I asked. There, Any other there, Celtics takes? There's, there's, there's a, there's a Seattle hockey team. There's gonna be. Can't wait for that. That really crowded Seattle sports market. Listen, they just want something, okay? Like, Sonics left, Frazier stopped. Like, they need something in Seattle. Give them something. I mean, they have the Mariners and the Seahawks. But I mean, I mean, I mean, both those things aren't as good as Frazier. But allegedly. wait a minute. Speaking of the Seahawks, though, thank you for reminding me. Russell did you Wilson see that Russell Wilson contract? I did see that Russell Wilson contract, and he earned every penny. He did. And the people who are hating on it, because, yes, it's an absurd amount of money to give anybody in the NFL. Also, though, he is that team. Russell Wilson is a god. And he gave them a deadline. He said, if you don't sign me by Sunday, I don't even want to negotiate until the end of the season. And then on Monday they went, but what if we give you $140 million over four years? Anyway, I'll come back to the table. Say, like, I'll break that vow. Yeah, I mean, I can wake Sierra up, and we can we can take a video real quick. Mm -hmm. So yeah, me Sierra and Future's kid, because <laughs> that's Future's kid, <laughs> and we all we must never forget that had his Future's whole ass child. <laughs> 
because some people, some of us forgot, but we must never forget. Uh, Russell Wilson, step, step, step parent of the year. That kid will grow up a Seahawk. Yeah. <laughs> hey, being a step parent takes a lot, all right? It does. Maybe one day I'll oh, be yeah. a step parent. Who knows? I see myself being a step parent, but I cannot see myself being a parent parent. Yeah, okay. it's, it's it's less effort to like raise a kid who's already existing rather than have to deal with the existential like, crisis it's not of like your, your own kid. Seat. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, like, what if he turns out really good? Then you can never fully take credit. Hey. It's not like your kid in the end; it's somebody else's kid. You got him along, yeah. couple couple places. But anywho, so yeah, so Russell Wilson's getting an absurd amount of money. Uh, the Mariners, former home of Big Maple. Yes. Oh, it all comes together. That's why a hockey team's going to Seattle. So the Canadians have another port of entry to the U.S. It's an inside job. They send like they send like trucks of soldiers. Like, oh, we're just here to go see the see the see the Seattle Super Pucks game. Yes, they actually don't have a team name yet. I know. I don't know if they can call it. Somebody will. They could be really disrespectful and just call it the Sonics. I think someone will have a heart attack. Somebody, somebody. It's okay. The Sonics are saved. They were they were reborn as a hockey team. So how does that work? Are they gonna have like an expansion draft in the yeah. NHL? Yeah. Oh well, boy, yeah, I've seen one of they those. They literally did that last year. Oh. With the Golden Knights. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're also a team. Who then made the Stanley Cup? Huh. In the most inex, which is still the most inexplicable thing in the world, an expansion team accomplishing anything. Anyway, though, any other takes on anything from you two? Uh, expansion no. drafts are interesting. I love expansion drafts. I go nuts for expansion drafts. Also, I'm going to be going nuts next week because next week What's is next the week? NFL draft draft, which is Yay. once again, bar none, my favorite day of the year. And we will talk about it. We will preview it. And then Thursday, I will sit myself down and watch every minute of it for the entire oh. weekend. Oh. All right. I'll watch all seven rounds. Oh, yeah. Right, right there, like right there. We'll the... sit right there. I will delay going to Rock Hunt Finals. I'm telling you that right now. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh, my Ooh. God, are you kidding me? I am not missing a moment of the NFL draft for Rock Hunt Finals. I'm sorry. Apologies. Which is inexplicably on the 25th instead of the 18th. But anyway, so with that out of the way, you've been listening to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Elmsy on 90.7 WXIN. I will be back next week, right here, same time, same place, Wednesday, 4 to 6 p.m., we're talking about what's going on with the first round will probably be over by then. We'll talk about the first rounds. See if the Patriots sign any more old guys. Chat up about the draft. Get into some talks about the Red Sox. See what they're doing there. See if they find another way to disappoint me. And once again, I'll be here. You know they will. I hope I'll see you there. And we'll see you. So have a lovely week. And I will see you next time.